Orr presents OSI Love You. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And this is Goal Boss. I was trying to come up with our Melostro name. Glengarry Cole Ross is the one that I've seen that people made that, that works. It's a very specific reference, though. <laughs> but that's us if we were Wall Street mavens, right? <laughs> that was real the, estate. Uh, real, real estate, please. Come on. Come on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same diff. <laughs> uh yeah we're we're in the in the in the weeds of uh season five and this is the first episode we've done where uh i remember things that happened during this episode if mm-hmm. you put a gun to my head and said which episode do they occur in i could not have told you yep i knew about the uh i knew about the investor fake out on the on the yep. internal affairs folks i knew about molotov uh i knew the ultimate fate of monstroso uh yeah this one is it's really doing uh it's it's real workman like let's say at least in terms of in terms of like moving moving the macro plot forward and yeah it 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 kind of it kind of lacks for a little bit of its own identity yeah it's it's a weird one it also because i had kind of forgotten this episode's identity I forgot things that they were doing with it. So, and it's not, I don't blame myself for it. So for example, (laughs) uh, I was very excited in operation prom when it felt like they were closing the Molotov chapter. Yes. I don't really like that character. I don't think they do, you know, do that interesting stuff with her. Mm -hmm. Um, I forgot about her coming back, but her becoming an OSI agent doesn't go anywhere. Right. No, no, it doesn't. This is actually her last appearance. Like she just, she disappears behind, uh, you know, basically behind triple and quadruple cover. Yeah. It's very strange for her to, I mean, I bet she makes a cameo or whatever in the, in the movie, but Mm -hmm. it's very strange to do all this work of bringing her back and then not do anything with her. It's one of those Um, things where I, where I feel like they, they they consciously ended on that cliffhanger, literal cliff cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. And showed, showed her falling off and did everything did everything in their power to signal that, oh, she survived this, you know, even before they yeah. did, even before they had the reveal at the beginning of season five where Brock, you know, picks up the the, the, the chastity belt, um, you know, so even before that, you knew that she was still around and it, it like they, the, for some reason, they felt like they had to, uh, they, 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 they had to underline it and circle it four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and just, and I, I would have just, it just being a, an ambiguous thing would have been better to me. And also, like, I kind of hate this character. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like the way that Brock left it, you know? You know, you're, yeah. a, you're a bad person. And then we, yeah. we listen to, we listen to some pulp. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. and then it's a good finale. And then now, now he's conflicted again. Yep. Now he's like, you know, making out like Spider Man and Mary Jane. And I'm like, man, I, <laughs> you're erasing some. The weird, the thing about season five, I think that uh, clings for me when I look back on it. The reason why when I did my uh, rewatch, last and i was like this is you know my second least favorite season after season one mm-hmm. um is that not only is it light on jokes uh in a general sense but it's also uh erasing progress yeah it's it's lots of backsliding like mm-hmm. we backslide with with 21 we're backsliding with brock and it's not the biggest deal in the world like their their point you know the the creators like when you listen to the commentary and read the book they sound very defensive about all of this mm-hmm. to me 
And I get it. Like, they're just like, oh, this is a fun cartoon show. You know, it was a literal cliffhanger. What did you expect? There, there's some animosity there. And I get that. But it it feels like it's kind of shooting themselves in the foot because, you know, that moment that you mentioned with Brock where he has that, you know, the reason you suck speech to Molotov is a great moment. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like low joke Venture Brothers at its best. Yeah. You know, and then they just decide, nah, he's still kind of hung up on her. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. You know, here yeah. she she's back. And it's like, and it, you know, and the, this thing with the 1984 Olympics <laughs> uh, or 1986 Olympics is not as funny as Jackson thinks it was. Like, the, he's like, I've had this rattling around in my head forever. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not like a good scene or anything. The, like, like, it's the, not, the, nothing happens in it. The, the, the funniest thing about it is that it's not the, it's not the 84 Olympics. It's the 86 Goodwill Games. The joke oh, the being Goodwill that games, that was yeah. a thing that I think Ted Turner started. And just like, hey, remember the Goodwill Games? That was dumb and weird weird right <laughs> it's it's so it's so nothing yeah you know and then they also the other reason why this episode has like a kind of a black mark to me mm-hmm. is it introduces a bunch of osi supporting characters that i think are dumb and don't yeah. do jokes like headshot amber gold and snoopy are just places where jokes go to die yep uh in this show and i don't know why they get this weird focus in the back half of season five mm-hmm like it's extremely strange. What is the joke of headshot? Like I, I, I just you know rude. I, He's not rude. <laughs> there's no there's no joke to headshot. It, wasting Bill Hader, just throwing him on the ground, leaving money on the table. They're wasting Patchett Brewster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, she doesn't do anything. There's mm-hmm. no jokes. You know, yeah. like well, there there are funny bits of this episode, but it just it introduces some stuff I don't like about this show. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- that's our final thoughts. Uh, if people like the episode, what can they do? Yeah, the, the, the uh, which is it's it's a it's a frustrating uh thing to to know what to talk about with it. It's also irritatingly structured to yeah. me. It does yeah. that finishing each other's sentences, cross cutting between conversations that happened in the last episode. Yeah, it does Archer's that trick. I am sick of as a as a cute trick. Yeah. Uh, so kind of an irritating episode. You kind of um, have to be Adam Reed to pull that one off. Yeah. And even yeah. then I don't I don't think it's that fun. Yeah. You know, it it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not giving anybody special credits for it. <laughs> uh so this is a Jackson Public episode, originally aired June thirtieth, two thousand thirteen. And this is uh the OSI, um Hunter going after the guild in earnest, and we deal with Molotov and Monstroso. Yes. Malostro, as uh, as as to relieve calls yeah. him. Uh th- this is, I think, like I don't know if you were to find the most Jackson episode that that falls into all of his like just you know, just take the lever and put it all the way over to the end of him kind of living in his element, but also but also falling into every one of the traps that he tends to fall into. This would probably it probably be it, right? It's the bad version of Twenty Years to Midnight. Yeah, like that is a that is a consummate Jackson episode mm-hmm. as well, but it works. Yeah, you know. Uh, so this is uh this is told primarily in flashbacks during interrogation we get the internal affairs folks coming in uh they were being set up the whole time uh you get your dough mm-hmm. your card holder and you get a couple of new your guys name. what's that 
Mr. Your Name. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and 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 Master Sample. I like Master Sample quite a lot. Yeah. Sample and, and Frost. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and we also get some OSI agents, which uh, in, a, in a half a line brush off for all double agents. Mm-hmm. Double agents to whom? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what yeah. did Tank Top do to you? <laughs> Why did you throw him away? He's so it's good. so weird. I, I, lo- I, I love so many of these one-off guys. I love Slack Shellcock. Yep, shuttlecock, yeah, <laughs> bum, bum rush, rush and, and junk, dunk, dog. junk dog. Yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah, and then and then they just get dispatched in this in this one episode. I'm really happy that we end. Uh, you know that they didn't do. Uh, if you look in the art book, you can see that they plan to have like even more of these guys called just kind of a, a squad of super soldiers called the Elitus, um, and that ends up containing characters that are used later to better effect. You know, even though I, I do miss out on Tiny Titan. Yes. The idea of a Hulk that's the size of like six inches like, is very funny to me. <laughs> yep. I would have appreciated Tiny Titan. Yeah. Um, and Public raises a good point uh, when he talks about this, both in the book and in the commentary, which is G.I. Joe is impossible to parody. Every military yeah. e- equipment or military pun that you could think of, no matter how bad, has already been used. Yeah. And and, and Venture Brothers have been doing this for a while. That's what yeah. Shore Leave is. You know, which which is is kind of a, a euphemism mm-hmm. for him getting some on land, but then you you run into the like, actual GI Joe's name things like snow job. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so like um, yeah. Uh, so they wanted to close the loop on Molotov because they lost interest in her as well. Even though, like, I think this is opening a loop on Molotov by making mm. her work with Brock. Yep. Uh, pretty weird fucking move. Mm-hmm. Um. And this is the last solo episode that Jackson wrote before him and uh, Hammer started working on the, the premiere in Gargantua 2. Yes. That special, which kind of is a movie and is also the finale and the premiere mm-hmm. of season six and kind of occupies a real weird space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jackson likes the episode, uh, but acknowledges that it's kind of weird. Doc is very hostile toward it. <laughs> it's, yeah. The, the, the boys, the schism yeah. between the boys and, and the, the commentary on the season is just... Doc spends, I feel like, five minutes talking about uh, how proud he is that when he writes episodes, people are talking around a table. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this real weird, like, you and I are not the same yeah. energy that comes through in the commentary. There's also, <laughs> in the commentary, there's like a full six minutes where they don't say anything. I know. I was sitting here. I thought that it was a, <laughs> I, I thought that I wasn't paying attention, you know, because I, yeah. I, I put on the audio and I and I work on other stuff, just kind of low attention uh, kind of things. And, you know, sometimes you get, you know, okay, like, well, I, I haven't taken a note, a note in a while. I went and scrubbed and no, no, they're just watching the episode. <laughs> yeah, they just stop. When they come out of it, it kind of sounds like they had gone out for a cigarette. Kind of. <laughs> and just left it running. <laughs> it's really weird. You know, like, strange things are afoot. I can't wait to read about season six in the book and see, like, whatever re-energized them to start doing stuff. Yeah. And made them like each other again. Because <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's lots of low-key hostility. Yeah. Uh, um, the other schism the, uh, is that uh, Doc likes the status quo with the guild and the OSI, and Public really wants to move it forward. Yeah. Uh, the idea of, like, and I, I think I, I am a, I'm a Public man mm-hmm. for this. I think that, like, you know, moving them into interesting places that do new stories is good. Yeah. You know, like, uh, uh, setting them up in, in different situations. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's what revitalizes the show after season five. They do Gargantua, and then we have the New York era, which is entirely different. Yeah. Like, it's weird villain of the week. It is about, it feels back to basics in a way that season five, like the mission statement for season five was almost. Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, we're just like, here's a, here's a, some kooky criminals that are going after the ventures <laughs> and here's, uh, the, the mechanics of the guild. Yeah. You know, it, it, it really works to mm-hmm. me, to me as well. Um, yeah. Uh, but th- this episode's kind of a dud. Um, we start off with, uh, Monstroso's floating yacht headquarters with Molotov there as an OSI helicopter looks on it's Brock and Shoreleave. Uh, but then we're introduced to headshot and Amber gold, um, headshot is a sniper who looks handsome. Amber Gold is blonde. Yeah, blonde and southern. That, that's it. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the deal. Um, yeah, and Headshot is getting ready to snipe to snipe Monstroso. You know, make the first uh, make the first move. Um, and Brock says, "Hey, we need to keep Molotov alive." And there's some bickering about you know Brock's past with Molotov, and Amber Gold kind of like stepping in and saying like, "Oh, he would never fall in love with somebody that awful, right?" Uh, eventually yeah. her and Brock are going to get involved. So maybe there's some seeds of that here. Yeah, perhaps this is where shore leave uh, drops Melostro mm-hmm. um, and they, they open fire and then Maul and Monstroso, instead of deciding to, uh, you know, fight back, they decide to give Brock a show. So she <laughs> mounts him. Yes. Yeah. Knows exactly uh, how to get under his yeah. skin. And then we cut to the interrogations. We're intercutting between them. Uh, we have Brock being interrogated by uh, by Master Your Name. Uh, this is uh, this is this is Brendan Small. Um, and then we have Hunter being interrogated by the more uh, uh, the more experienced one, Mister Sample, uh, voiced ably by uh, by Dana Snyder. Yes. The idea is this is all happening. Uh, the hover quarters got shut down or shot down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monstroso got away and Molotov got away. Mm-hmm. Uh, or so they think initially yes. they're going to investigate. And this is some kind of internal affairs. Like, I don't know who, what organization this is. Right. You know, that that's, a, that's above uh, OSI, but it's, it's them coming in with their, with their red, red tape. Yeah. Um, this is irritating uh, in terms of chronology. Mm-hmm. this episode so we're gonna do do our best to kind of like untangle it and make it make sense but there's gonna be a lot of parts where it's like and then it cuts to this which is in the future mm-hmm. and this which is in the past etc yeah yeah um and, you know just the overall effect that they're going for is that all of this is snippets that comes out in the uh in the interrogations but it's not always constant who's in which room um it is it, it is strange especially to convey linearly through speech like this uh, so yeah. we cut to an hour ago, you know, before, uh, this, before them talking about the, uh, uh, you know, just the, the thing being shot down. And this is when internal affairs arrives, um, uh, the helicopter, uh, with the agents, um, and Monstroso on, Mont- on uh, Molotov kind of arrives at the headquarters and Brock insists it, you know, Hey, we followed every single protocol here. Um, you know, there's no reason for you to, uh, to, to come down on us like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and basically, oh, was that true? There were uncleared civilians. He's like, I didn't know they were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out Rusty Hatred, uh, the boys are here as well. They're being interrogated by Master Sample. Um, Hatred came to get his, his breast fixed. There's a little bit of like, oh, he did he get a boob job? Mm-hmm. No, he didn't get it removed, um, you know, uh, for his all natural tits. Uh, <laughs> Hank is still in a strength suit, which I also forgot about this three, three episode strength suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, these fall, they're falsies. <laughs> they're um, built into the suit. <laughs> yeah. Is, is the, has the kid been nipping off your, your stash? <laughs> yep. uh, the no molestal is interacting with the super soldier serum. We found that out through the, uh, the art book. Yeah. Um, a while back. 
uh, mm-hmm. the reason behind the boots. Yeah, I like uh, uh, I like the back and forth between hatred and Rusty because Rusty laughs at uh, the idea of hatred being called a super soldier, and, and and hatred's like, hey, I don't laugh when people call you a super scientist, dudes. Don't be a dick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I like that quite a bit. I also, uh, again, in like the we've lost fun Dean, mm-hmm. you know, Rusty starts giving Hank shit about uh, wearing the suit and his stench. He's like, you know, there's there's can you do something about the boy? Are there any drugs for him? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's he's changed. And Dean's like, yeah, now when he jumps off the roof, he dies for real. And mm-hmm. that's like one of two Dean lines. Yep. In the episode, he gets that little arc with the weird vagina precogs. <laughs> Um, the, uh, but yeah, Dean, fun Dean is now gone. Yeah. Yeah. And he just mostly sulks in the corner of whatever scene, uh, whatever scene he is in here. Yeah. You know, Brock says, Hey, we wanted to get these guys, guys off the ship as quick as possible. It didn't feel right. Um, but he got held up before he could go and kind of usher them away. Yeah. Uh, and so he goes in to check on Monstroso here, who is getting a cavity search forever. Uh, Because he has a gigantic anal cavity. Yes. Is the implication here. And it takes one of the agents just a real long time to rummage. Mm, Yeah. It's hard hard to get at those back corners. Yeah. Uh, I I was reading today about uh, prepping for a colonoscopy. Not because I have one on the schedule, but just, you know, better safe than sorry. (laughs) And uh, it it just sounds really horrible. I never really Uh considered it. But they're just like, yeah, they give you a, a diarrhea medicine six hours beforehand and it's like the most strenuous harrowing mm-hmm. thing that you'll ever do yeah <laughs> it's like oh shit yipes yeah, yeah i like a... feeling clean inside but i don't <laughs> you know uh, it's a yeah. you know and no aspect of it sounds uh sounds pleasant no no apparently you can add crystal light to the solution they give you to make it a little bit better <laughs> The only thing that has ever been made better by adding crystal light. I know. That's how you can tell how fall it is. Um, Got to rub some dirt on this turd. Um, you know, he, he checks in on Amber Gold, who is giving Molotov the nozzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Doe's like, hey, you have a, a history with the Ruski. Uh, and he explains, and we get this Goodwill game scene. Yeah. That Jackson has just been burning a hole in Jackson's pop- pocket for years yep for some reason yeah so uh brock was sent undercover as a competitor for america in the goodwill games uh, in 1986 uh he was there to try and stop uh, an assassin named the siberian husky uh from uh from striking this is the kgb's best assassin and he's undercover as the russian team's uh, coach you can get a tell immediately when you look at him because he's got heterochromia just like a husky does yeah yes Uh, and so Brock's here with his old partner. Uh, he is too distracted by how hot Molotov is. He doesn't realize she's an agent as well. Uh, so he doesn't stop the Husky from taking a shot at Gorbachev and his partner takes the shot, takes a shot at Husky, uh, who returns fire and kills his partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Molotov pulls out a pistol, fires on Brock. He throws a javelin at her. She ducks, kills the Husky, which is her father. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, Mr. Doe says like, Hey, your judgment has been influenced by Molotov's charm since the beginning. You know, what is the nature of your relationship? And he says, you know, I've never slept with her. She had this, you know, we were, and then it cuts over to Rusty saying strictly professional. Yeah. uh, Because they asked him about his, his relationship and it's, it's doing that cross cut thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's implying like, oh, we flirted and there could have been something. You know, she was the babysitter after all, which gross rusty. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And then Hunter is responding to, uh, uh, you know, a picture of him and Molotov kind of working together saying like, I was only working with her as part of this operation. I was trying to take down her, you know, all girl kill club uh, from the beginning as well. Like, you know, you can't say that she's like compromised any of us. 
Yeah. Uh, Mr. Doe, uh, they, they find Molotov's chastity belt in Brock's room. So he's like, hey, you must have broke her out mm-hmm. of that. And he goes, no, no, the last time I saw her was right here in this very interrogation room. Yeah. And we cut back to Brock uh, questioning Monstroso, uh, who you know is wearing this uh, toga made up of <laughs> soil bread seeds because he's huge. Uh-huh. And he's willing to talk. Uh, you know, he's like, I'm already dead. The guild's going to come get me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, yeah, why would I, uh, why, why, why would I keep secrets for the people who are going to kill me? I'll just open up for you. Yes. And this is the first that we, that, you know, that the OSI learns of any of these particulars of the guild, uh, that we've known for a while. Um, I don't like that they retcon the sovereign. Uh, yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I think it's more fun. Yeah. It's more fun if he's actually you know? just Bowie. You know, because they, yep. uh, you know, like this, uh, one of them says like, oh, yeah, you know, the sovereign Bowie. And they say, oh, he's not actually Bowie. And Brock, you know, plays it off legit. He tries to play like, oh, you know, that I met I met both of them. And, you know, the real Bowie didn't, uh, you know, you, can, you couldn't turn into a little hawk. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, the sovereign was just this petty thief who never really rose above anything in spite of his uh, shape shifting abilities. Then he met Bowie in 72. And we get, yep. uh, I'll, I'll let you do the, uh, the, the, the trivia here. Um, yeah. There's a, so Diamond Dogs, the mm-hmm. second Ziggy Stardust, uh, album that David Bowie did, uh, has a cover with a half Bowie, half hound yeah. creature on the front <laughs> where the early copies of it had the dog's dick mm-hmm. and there are collectors and they say this is, he's rumored to be the inspiration for the cover. Yeah. So there's a shapeshifter turned into a half Bowie, half dog. Yeah. It was like, oh, that, you know, that, that was a picture of him in his, in, in his actual form. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then also the woman on the, the cover of the wretched David Bowie cover album pinups. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I also do not like this being, you know, just a shapeshifter. It's also frustrating because next season they introduce a shapeshifter, mm-hmm. uh, which confused me yep. at the time. Like, uh, you know, I'd call me a dullard, whatever you want. But I was just like, oh, does that mean, you know, I know that the sovereign had, had bit it yeah. before that, but it was just like, oh, it's very it's very conspicuous that just like a couple episodes after they say the the sovereign was just a random shapeshifter, they introduce the first shapeshifter. Yeah, into into the game who can take other people's appearances. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, so uh, the Presto Tango. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. That mm-hmm. would be real silly if that was that was the sovereign, mm-hmm. but it just it felt sloppy to me. Very. Monstroso says, you know, if you want the the guild's actually not run by the sovereign; it's run by the council. Um, they're all, I've seen them, uh, I have these pictures, but they're all anonymous even to each other. Yeah. Uh, the only one I definitely recognize is the clue clown because of his, uh, screeching shrill <laughs> voice. Yeah. I can't really disguise that. I, I got, I love the clue clown so goddamn much. I like clue clown quite a bit. The clue clown scene in bot seats, six bot is very good. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, this bit of exposition is interrupted. There's an alarm, uh, that sounds and Brock goes to the observation room over on the other side of the uh the one-way glass uh they're being watched by an agent by by the agent who wets his bed he calls them puddles yeah <laughs> which yep. is hey that's not yeah <laughs> uh so that's brock's alibi we cut over to uh, mr cardholder uh interrogating amber golden headshot amber gold is like it was my fault i was guarding her and we see what happened uh the nozzle is scanning mall and then she has a lockpick hidden in her eye cavity oh. it's freaking gross oh. um yeah and then uh, later, so what she did was she uh, overpowered Amber Gold and uh, took her, you know, dressed up as her. So as Headshot is getting ready to leave, he checks in on Molotov, pulls the bag off, and it's not Mol, it's Amber. 
with shorter hair and she's not totally blonde. Yeah. Uh, she's got, she's dirty blonde. Yeah. And he keeps talking like kind of sexistly about her, uh, sexistly about her not being a real blonde. Yeah. And again, for whomst is this for? Yeah. Like, this is, is I, I defy to find a human <laughs> on earth whose favorite Venture Brothers character is fucking headshot. Yeah, he calls it her deadly deception. It's one of those things where, like, this is a bit of a red herring, and they do this throughout the episode. There's one that really works for me about it. But, like, they're trying to set it up, you know, like, oh, what was her deadly deception? Was, you know, was Amber working with her the whole time? No, no, it's something else. This sets it up and knocks it down so quick that there's no, there, like, like even if this was the cool, that this was the funniest possible thing, uh, it does, like, it, 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 like, snaps out of being the structure of a joke. Yeah, yeah, it it forms it, it fails in terms of structure and content. Yeah, like the structure doesn't work because it's too quick of a payoff. The content doesn't work because we have to imagine this OSI guy is really concerned with whether somebody is a natural blonde. Yeah, or the exact kind of blonde that he thinks. Yeah, yeah, like a slightly different blonde. Can you imagine smaller ball <laughs> than that shit, man? Like it. It's very frustrating to me. I hate these new OSI characters. <laughs> I, man, are they a bummer. Ugh, some low cards. Yeah. Uh, over in the uh, other room, Dean says, I did it. Finally, I admit it. I let them both out. Uh, drinking his bodega soda. That's something that pops up in the commentaries mm-hmm. of him drinking uh, Waritos, basically. <laughs> um, saying, like, you know, Hatry, <laughs> Uncle Hatred was getting his booby test. Uh, Rusty was showing him around, talking about his internship, his lab away from his lab, and uh, takes Dean to his old lab where Dr. Volcano is, uh, attending to two precogs mm-hmm. um, and saline pools. These are real gross. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't, and the comment, the, the one part of this, is, I think, is cute in the commentary of, uh-huh. of them being like doctors loving precogs and threatening uh-huh. to put precogs in episodes. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and Public was like, oh, yeah, so I, I, I decided to put one in, in here for you, buddy. But also it, yeah. that, that took away doc's ability to 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 do it himself too you know weirdly passive aggressive just, just kind of just got uh, hey, hey i took your precog shot for you although here they're called primos for uh for uh, premonition yeah uh so these are two wrinkly uh alien ladies who wear special panties and they poop out little dense spheres that have a message on them mm-hmm. uh it's just really gross looking i don't <laughs> Then they roll out between their legs mm-hmm. when they're in the closet later. There's yeah. something very foul about this. And I mean, it's it's intentionally supposed to be off-putting. Like when this comes yeah. out, like nobody wants to touch them. Uh, and even Dr. Volcano is like, oh, you know, this is, uh, this is nothing. Sometimes we just get this junk. Although it is actually what's happening. Golden lady fly away boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dean feels really bad for them. Like he's been in a tank, they're in a tank mm-hmm. and they give him a team venture sign. So yeah. he decides to let them out. So he admits it. Internal affairs like, duh, like this isn't what we wanted. Yeah. Uh, who gives a shit? And yeah. they leave. Yeah. So they storm off. Um, yeah. We get a commercial break and then we cut over to a video call from the alchemist. Uh, he's called shore leave on Skype to give him his, uh, his birthday gift, you know, do a little, uh, yeah. do a little strip action. Um, and Mr. Cardholder does not want to hear about it. Uh, and Charlie was like, Hey, don't you say to say, share every detail, you know, however small, you know? So there you Cute go. A little detail of him living in Triana's room. I love that. I didn't notice that yeah. until it was pointed out in the, uh, in the commentary. Yeah. It's a, it's a great, great little detail. <laughs> uh, so we fast forwards a bit. Hunter asking him to find Molotov, you know, uh, with all the other GI Joe agents <laughs> here. Uh, he side eyes afterburner and pulls off his mask uh, and just like, oh, maybe I'm just a guy who's very 
be sensitive about my horrible burns. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as anybody who worked on Flamethrower would. Yeah, he looks like uh, looks like Deadpool. His face is all melty. This is where we see the crew of the G.I. Joes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we, 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 we talked about them, uh, like, like all of them there, we get to hear some of their names, obviously the, uh, uh the, the, the runaway one here is, uh, is tank top, um, yeah. kind all of double a, agents. Yeah, oh yes, of, of course, of course, all double agents. So they, so they must die. What I want is the, uh, the spinoff series with tank top and truculies. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah top heavy. <laughs> like just weeble wobble. Uh, they also didn't like, they also got rid of truculies. They didn't know what to do with him. <sighs> I guess it, it's sad. They don't like these big, it, it writes big top it, heavy, dumb idiots. It writes itself. Come on. Yeah. Tracheles is gold. Mm-hmm. Gold. <laughs> um, even though they, they, they gain a lot with me with Think Tank. Uh, yes. In season yeah. six. I love Think Tank. <laughs> um, Hank is saying like, hey, put me in coach. You always got to, hey, if you have an Avengers division, I could be the Iron Man. A uh, little little nod to that cut scene. Uh, Hunter pulls a gun on him <laughs> uh, at this point. Like, get out of my hair. Right. Um, when Brock is interrogating Monstroso, we ask about the investors and the investors appear, uh, behind Brock. So mm-hmm. Monstroso looks really scared, but Brock doesn't see it. And we get this kind of, uh, implausible. I don't think the investors are supposed to be invisible to Brock. No, it's just like that the, they're standing. The blocking is just him not seeing it. Yeah. They're like standing in his blind spot. Kind of like the, uh, the, what's, what's his name? The cigarette smoking man from the, uh, the, the X-Files, right? Yeah. 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 So, but Captain you know, cigarette, <laughs> but, Monstro- um, but Captain yeah. cigarette. Yeah. Um, but Monstroso sees him and, uh, and, and throw, you know, throws the table, you know, like this is his bills do right. He knows that they are here yeah. to kill him. Uh, and Brock yeah. gets pinned under the table while the, uh, while the investors, uh, use their magic hot hands and, uh, uh phase Monstroso through the wall to, uh, to fall to his death. And, you know, yeah. nobody, nobody saw what happened. He is still considered MIA. Yeah. I mean, uh, you'd think that they would find the corpse at some point. Uh, this is fine. It actually does get rid of Monstroso, which, again, I'm kind of done with this yeah. whole section of plot, so I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it took several days to animate him going through the wall. <laughs> uh, it was very difficult. Yeah. Um, so, uh, shortly with the crew, uh, they see Molotov. They have her cornered, but Tank Top jumps the gun. Tank Top uh, jumps the gun and fires a shell, giving her a little escape hatch. Mm-hmm. Um, when they move in to, uh, to investigate, they, they open up a closet trying to find, uh, Molotov, but they find the primos, yeah. uh, pooping out little warnings in the corner. It's <laughs> so gross. You. It just rolls across the floor. <laughs> it's not a premonition. <laughs> Look behind you. Uh, it's Molotov, uh, dangling from the ceiling. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and then, know. and then she, you know, comes down and attacks. There are lots of like really, well, really well choreographed fight scenes in this. Although, yeah. although public, you know, just, uh, was pointing out it just, it just don't, man, don't point out the animation errors. Stop. I know, they're, I know it bothers you. They're, they're so concerned with all the opposite things I'm concerned with <laughs> yep. on the commentary, <laughs> like the things I could not care less about. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Brock's bandaid moved from this place to this place. And it's like, uh, just vibe, man. Come, <sighs> come on. Come on, my man. <laughs> you, know, you got to cool it. Um, Molotov and Shoreleave have some some back and forth. She tries to shoot him. He's taking the magazines out of her gun, saying, you know, let's dance, you know, kitty cat, let's have a cat fight. And she goes meow and blows up uh, part of the one of the engines yeah. of the have quarters. So the whole ship kind of lilts to one side. The X-1 flies off the runway with helper screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Snoopy, you know, my least favorite character in Avenger Brothers, gets the ship back to level. Yeah, yeah. 
he's a, he's not in focus here. It's just a, he's just a funny name for Hunter to call out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Hatred and the Boys, they didn't feel this. They didn't feel this happening because the uh, the nozzle room is gyroscopically stabilized. Um, I yep. like that. Uh, Hank is furious. He's saying, you know, oh, put put me like, just more of this. Put me in coach stuff. And he gets so angry that the nozzle is doing the the nozzle is now calibrating kind of stuff. He kills the nozzle, Gary. Yeah. Nozzle dies. He Last yanks, appearance of nozzle. He yanks it right out of the wall. Burning all their bridges. <laughs> um and and unlike Molotov, I feel like the nozzle the nozzle slide stories the tell. Think about the places it's been. I I'm I, I don't need somebody correcting me and saying the joke of the nozzle is that <laughs> we don't know what it is. I know. I'm joking. Uh Master Sample asks uh Rusty if he's ready to, to talk about whatever happened what happened to his other son. And he's like, I'm not ready to talk about that yet. Uh, no, this is just a misdirect. Yeah. For for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like he he should be ready to do it. He's just acting mm-hmm. for benefit of the audience. It's yeah. not even dramatic irony. Um Back in the nozzle room, uh, what is what is the word for that when a character pretends to know something they don't know for the audience? Pre- pre- wait, pretends pre- not to know something that the audience yeah. knows? Yeah, I, like dramatic irony is when the char- when the audience knows something and the character doesn't. Yeah. This is something where the the character just lies to the audience for no reason. Yeah. To create dramatic irony. I don't know that there's a word for it. If there is, I've not heard it defined as such. It feels like cheating. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I hate it. Um, so <laughs> it's a, you know, Hank uh, says, you know, he has these powers, this opportunity is part of his uh, destiny as Hatred sees Molotov. Um, Hatred says, you know, stand back. I'm the ranking officer here. I'm going to mm-hmm. wreck the family. So he charges out, just misses all of his shots. He pulp fictions like, there. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, and then Molotov, of course, wheels around and uh, fires off a shot. Uh, but Hank tackles Hatred through the wall, you know, just in time. And this is this is very sweet. I like this. Mm-hmm. You know, Hank says, you know, you kind of are f- my, my family, Uncle Hatred. You know, like we got to yeah. protect each other. You know, if if it's, if it's your job to protect me and mine protect protect you, here here we go. Hatred won him over. Yeah, I heal you. You heal me. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so Hank uh, says, you know, super kill lady. My cr- I, my crush on you is over, and goes to fight her. Brock runs up trying to stop, but uh, like a door comes down to stop yeah. them. Yeah, before I can do it. So Brock is furious and beating himself up for not stopping Hank. You know, instead I had to find him like like that. You know. Yeah. Uh, so he again he, <laughs> also lying to the audience for the dramatic irony. Yeah. Uh, all the other uh, GI Joe guys died mm-hmm. from Molotov, so he picks up Tank Top's corpse and uses it as a gun <laughs> to blow through the door so and finds Hank on the floor. Uh, in a puddle of his own piss without the suit, mm-hmm. um, he can't move his legs. The yeah. implication here is that he's paralyzed from the waist down. Right. Uh, this is a fake out uh, that the characters would know. Yes. Yeah. At least by this point in the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Molotov has taken the strength suit. <laughs> I like Hunter's line about that. Damn it. That's like giving dynamite to a Grendel. Grendel's a good choice. <laughs> yep. Uh, for that. Good pick. Uh, Hunter spots her in the hangar and uh, leaves Snoopy in charge of the bridge. Snoopy's whole joke is it's John Hodgman doing a, a nebbish voice. Yeah. It's so just, if, it, if you think that's a knee slapper, boy, we got a couple more episodes of that. The, the, just the, the joke is that Snoopy's just a regular guy who's who's in this wacky situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Plus uh, John Hodgman. Plus John Hodgman. Yes. 
So uh, Brock goes to the hangar. Like say, I'm gonna gonna finish this off once for all, uh, and she heads out of the rapidly closing uh, door at the end. Brock hops into a jet to kind of go after her, uh, but ends up getting caught between the doors and is ejected out the side out out of the windshield and out the out of the side of the hover quarters, presumably to fall to his death. This is why we've seen that he's had uh, you know bandages all over his face and all the present day stuff. Yeah. His uh, his interrogator is questioning how he survived and says it's because he has friends in high places. Uh, helper saved him. Yeah. And he's, you know, and I was pissed. <laughs> uh, you know, so he, he uh, helper, you know, drives back with Brock on the hood uh, and catches up to Maul, snagging her with his grapple pistol as they both end up hanging over one of the struts facing one each other, one another. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're still questioning him. He says he did his duty. And we see a control room video camera of Brock throwing Molotov into a turbine. Yes. There. Yeah. Uh, and we see, you know, M- M- Mr. Your Name, he has been watching this video, watching the video of the death of Molotov on this little iPad, uh, and then uh, puts it away as they're getting ready to go. He does give uh, a master sample his, uh, his his hat and promotes him to Mr. Yep. Uh, a full Mr. Um, the internal affairs guys just say, hey, you know, the higher ups are not going to like this report. You know, there's men with breast, double agents, kids. It's a weird ship hunter. It ain't gonna fly. Uh, he says, "Don't let the let the door shh you on the way on uh, ass on the way out." Mm-hmm. Uh, here, um, Hunter goes to change Maul's record from apprehended to deceased, and then we get what really happened. Yeah, yeah. Hunter walks out onto the wing and says, "You know, just put put, put her down." You know, this wasn't an escape; it was a test. You know, it was her her skills versus our security, and we failed. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's like, oh, but he, she, Brock's like, you're kidding me. She killed all those agents. He goes, double agents. Mm-hmm. I gave Red a list of chores. She took out the garbage. And again, double agents for whom? I, yeah. I just, I hate this, that there's just like, for, we, we don't know almost anybody in the OSI. Mm-hmm. And 70% of them are double agents. And we just fucking did that with uh, Mr. Cardholder and Mr. Doe. Yep. Like, we just did this. Mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> it's a really yeah. irritating episode. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, so he's he says, uh, you know, Brock's like, are you are you crazy? He says, sometimes not now. Maul isn't the enemy; she's a mercenary. The people who hired her are the the enemy. As long as we pay her more, she'll work for us. Yeah. She- um, welcome to the team, Agent Cocktees. Yeah. Although we're gonna have to do something about that name, he says. You know, and yeah. Hunter Hunter charges back into the back into the bridge to call everybody's attention to what's happening on the wings. You know, he's he's set this up to you know get Molotov off the books. Uh, Brock throws uh, what appears to be you know Molotov in the suit into the turbine, but it's actually just the empty suit. Yeah. Uh, then we get the 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 twist. I think is better in this of the uh, the doors opening and the internal affairs guys come out. Uh, Hunter's like, oh, did you forget something? Mm-hmm. And they introduce themselves yeah. uh, because the ones that came before were actually the investors in disguise. Yeah. Uh, and then we see them phase through the floor, leaving their hats behind um, as they uh, as, as they get out of here. So they they, they they accomplished everything that they wanted, though, uh, you know, we do. Uh, OSI does learn about the uh, about the nature of the council, and that's going to kind of uh, set them on to the course that they're going to go pretty much for the rest of the season. Yes. Uh, and then our post-credits, um, we, we get the reveal with Hank. Uh, his legs are just atrophied because of the strength suit. Yes. So he's relearning how to walk on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the hunter uh, says, you know, you're, 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 you'll never get over the loss of your breasts. You'll miss them forever. Yeah, alluding to. He's yeah. still, he's still, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Gender fluid hunter. Yep. Um, yeah. Deeply irritating episode. Mm-hmm. I, uh, watching it the one time, I was just like, oh, okay. Like, stuff's yeah. happening and I'm, I'm having a reasonably good time. And then going back and watching it twice, watching it again, and then listening to the commentary and reading the book mm-hmm. and stuff, ended up making it feel much more frustrating to me. Yeah. And that's, you know. and that's one of the things, right? Um, you know, we are experiencing the show in a way that is not meant to be watched, I think, you know, yeah. kind of, kind of looking at it and very consciously, you know, holding it, uh, up to, let's say the arc of the entire series as it goes. Um, yeah. you know, the, the, the fact that it is kind of this retread and also kind of, a kind of going back something that really kind of just, I think at a fundamental level, uh, you know, bums me out about this is that that is going kind of just directly opposite of what the show is at its best which is embracing a new status quo just saying yep shit's changed now there we go we, we, we're doing something new now by, by yeah you know even by uh, even in getting these characters you know quote unquote off the books even though molotov is technically still around they're they're setting up setting it up to be kind of like it was before uh, and yeah. that's, that's not what I want out of this. That's not what I want out of the show. It, it's always been one of the great strengths of Venture Brothers that things change, you know, uh, that with them killing the boys in season one and then doing the clone reveal mm-hmm. was, was them, you know, oh, kind of plausibly running in, in place. And then the season two or when they, you know, when they got rid of all the clones, mm-hmm. uh, season three, it was huge. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, Brock's not going to work for them anymore. Like, things are going to move. And it was really cool. Like, mm-hmm. it, it always felt uh, very, very uh, unique to me yeah. in the world of cartoons, especially in an Adult Swim context where, like, the idea is, hey, it's Assy McGee. There's no there's no continuity. You know, you know Master <laughs> yeah. Jake will die every episode. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 what, what is the 12-ounce mouse going to get up to this week? Yeah. You know, it wasn't really about that. Uh, and then when they, so it makes it when they backpedal feel real bad, Yeah, you know, like, yes, we're, uh, uh, approaching the show in a way that's not really meant to be, but I also don't have a lot of sympathy for things that get worse the more you think about them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think things should stand up to being thought about, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not doing, you know, we're not looking for things to complain about. Like, I love this fucking show. Mm-hmm. The, the last episode was a nonstop joy ride, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like the, the the show is still very dear to me. I'm not, I don't have a grudge. Yeah. I just, I think that, uh, when it missteps, it just feels worse because the highs are so unbelievably high. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, luckily this new OSI shit and all this stuff will go away. It will. As soon as we get to the New York era. Yep. So nary a headshot will be found. <laughs> and you know, m- pretty much all of the new stuff that they, all the new folks that they introduce, um, in uh, in the New York era is good and fun. Yeah, Warriana's great. Mm-hmm. The uh, oh, dad is great. <laughs> dad, be, be, will be basically the Avengers are here. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, fallen archer is so good. Yeah, blind rage. Um, the uh, yeah. So thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the next one bot seats bot six bot? No, the next one is Dunwich. It's Mama's yeah, Boys. yeah. The next one is that's Mama's also Boys. a good one. Yeah, I think. If I recall, I like that episode quite a bit. They, they drag uh, it. Even though it's also really gross. <laughs> she wants to shove them back into her vagina, I'm pretty sure. Hey, hey rebirthing, you know? 
It's a, yeah. uh, they, they, they spend a lot of time dragging it in the commentary, which is not always, you know, not always indicative of if, whether or not I'm going to enjoy it. So, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I'm a little bit more open to that uh, episode because it's a monster of the week episode, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to like, let's do all the lore stuff at once. Yeah. Um, but if you like the show, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV, get episodes a week early, get a bunch of bonus shows. Mm-hmm um and uh support your boys please do makes a big difference for us uh if you have thoughts about season five you can write them in any time go to uh duckfeed.tv slash contact click the orb button and write in those are gathered up uh for the season wrap-up episodes in between seasons yeah uh yeah and uh until next time go Go team Team Venture. venture